You're listening to Kidney Conversations, a new podcast from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. In each episode, we'll talk about kidney health and share stories to inspire and educate our community. So I'm, I'm here today with uh, Linda Snyder, who is a kidney transplant recipient and also a volunteer with the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. And how did you come to need a kidney transplant? It started really in 2006, to give you some timeline. And I just wasn't feeling well, which is very unusual for me. Um, I had some shortness of breath. I was tired a lot. I actually had a cough, and the cough was the really the trigger. It was just lingered. It just wouldn't go away. So uh, those were my primary symptoms. So someone at work actually said, you know, you better have that taken care of, or you should have that checked. So I went to the doctor after realizing that not only was I losing weight, but I couldn't even function. They took a series of tests, some blood work. They still, still couldn't identify what was wrong. So they admitted me in the hospital. And it was a bronchoscopy that they did reveal that I had Wageners. And if you're not familiar with Wageners, a lot of people are, it's an autoimmune disease. It's very rare but it typically attacks, I'm told, the lungs and the kidneys. In this case, it attacked the lungs and I had difficulty um, breathing that accounts for why I was so tired. Uh, they treated me with prednisone and cytoxin and probably about eight months to uh, 10 months, I was feeling a lot better. It was an aggressive treatment, um, lost my hair, but within about 15 months, I was really back to um, where I was before, um, recognizing I had to be careful and so on and so forth. But the story doesn't end there. Um, I wish it did, but it doesn't. Five years later, um, I had a relapse. And so again, my doctor just admitted me into the hospital. They did uh, some necessary tests and blood work. And again, the Wageners was back. Uh, this time with different sy symptoms, uh, seems to be a little bit more severe. And probably the biggest thing I noticed is that while the symptoms were similar but different, uh, when they started the treatment, I wasn't responding to the treatment as well as I was the first time around. And that gave doctors some real pause and some concern. So they were watching me very closely. I was going back to the doctors once a week. And then finally, my nephrologist that I, you know, I called and made this very special appointment and said, I want to see you. And uh, when I got in there that day, he said, you know, I've got to talk to you. And I'm thinking he's going to change my medication. And he hit me with the, you are in renal failure. Uh, you are going to have to go on dialysis. And long term, you will need a transplant or you will be on dialysis. So that day was a real game changer for me. And <clears throat> I realized from that point on, life would be very different. It was going to be a new normal for me. And how long did you, um, did you wait for a kidney transplant? And were you on dialysis first? I was, um, I was on dialysis first um, it, because my uh, kidneys were only functioning at about 10%, which that's pretty low. And so I doctor got me immediately on dialysis. And within a month after I was on dialysis, I took the evaluation at ECMC to see about um, being accepted 
and a, a candidate for a transplantation. And uh, so I had that going as well. So total, it, I was on dialysis about eight months, which in the scheme of the bigger picture, it's not a long time. But when you're going through it every day, every week, it seems like it's much, much longer. Can you tell me about when you learned that you would receive a kidney? I sure can. I, I'll never forget that day. I really won't. Um, I was at work. Um, I was very fortunate. I had a good support system. And my employer and my boss said, you can work and we'll re rearrange the hours to, to meet your, your schedules and your dialysis and so on and so forth. So I was at work. I was chatting with my colleague. And I, I, the phone rang in my office. And I usually let it go to voicemail. But I said to my colleague, let me get this and I'll be right back. Well, it turned out it was ECMC. It was Jen, one of the nurses on the 10th floor, calling me. And she said, Linda, we have, this is Jen. And I want you to know we have a kidney for you. And we'd like you to get in here as soon as possible. And to, to kind of give you some inclination how rattled I was, I said, oh, but Jen, I can't come into the hospital today. At 4 o'clock, I have dialysis. And she just perked right around and she said, Linda, we can give you, if you need to be dialyzed, we can do that right here at the hospital. And by that time, my brain shifted and I, I realized where I was in the process. And so it shifted from um, neutral to autopilot. And I said, I'll be there. I will be there. In fact, I'll be there within two hours. And she said, that's good. If you can be here within two hours, that'll be real good. And I was, and there was a wait. Um, but that's beginning, um, and it was a marvelous feeling to think this might be the beginning of the end. How did the transplant go, and how has your life changed since then? The transplant went very, very well. Um, I, I was surprised. I had little discomfort. I, I think the, the doctors, maybe, maybe my nephrologist wasn't surprised because I think he felt that I was in fairly good health going into that surgery. And I had no other health issues. So those are all pluses, as, as we all know. How has my life changed? Well, I, I would say the short answer is I got my life back because I really did have pretty good health and a nice life before. So I really felt like I just had my life back. And that's a great feeling. But along with that, it's not so much how much my, maybe my life changed, but my philosophically how I looked at life now. Hindsight's always 2020, and when I look back on that that season or that journey, um, I think it really reinforced to me the importance of health. And you know, we have that adage or that expression: "Well, if you've got your health, you got everything." We say it rather cliche-ish. That has a whole new meaning for me right now. It really, truly does. Uh, even now, it's six years later. I really am adamant about taking good care of myself. I think I, I learned to support, to really appreciate my support system because I had a real good support system. And um, when I look at my values and my faith, my spiritual walk, they were my anchors during that time. Um, to have the courage to go through all this. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think so too. I, I really do. I think those are good things, positives to look back on and reflect on. What would you say to someone who's considering registering as an organ donor? 
gosh, that's that's a really good question. I guess the I think of that operative word considering. I think the first thing I would would do is share with them what I know other um, donors have said. Uh, I know one person said I felt privileged that I could give be a donor um, because so many people can't be donors. Um, I know another person said it was the best decision I've ever made, and that's remarkable when they're don't uh, they're a donor maybe for someone that they don't even know. And then someone else said. I, I was glad I could help in some way. And I don't feel like I'm extraordinary and I don't feel like a hero. I did it because I wanted to. And those I think are all admirable qualities. And I would say to that person, if you're considering it, I think that's admirable that you're even considering it. Um, I think I would also say, um, share my story, a little bit of my story, not to bore them, but I think I consider that uh, the gift of life is priceless. And um, there's, you can say thank you, but not much more beyond that. So it's a really humbling to be a recipient too, because you really can't get back. I would just say how incredibly grateful I am that somebody made a very selfless decision at a very painful and difficult time to, to be a donor. That I carry my donor's picture in my wallet all the time. So he is with me. I think that the another way to look at that is to ask that individual if you or one of your loved ones was in need of some transplantation, would you or would you want somebody to be there to kind of step up and donate if that is be at all possible? Now, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, when I think back of those six years and what's transpired and so on and so forth, I just think of how incredibly grateful I am to have my health back. And I often thought, well, what could I do to honor my, my donor, my donor's family? And I thought that the one thing, the first thing is that I need to take care, really continue to take care of myself health-wise, doctors, whatever needs to be done, I need to do that and be mindful of it and if I have any limitations. But I also thought that my background really has always been education. So how do you create awareness, awareness in the community? And how do you create an awareness about kidney disease so people can take more preventative measures um, as opposed to waiting and realizing that the last maybe 10 years they they haven't been as cautious or um, compliant with their health, taking care of their health or medications. And then I thought that um, as I got involved with uh, knowing about the Kidney Foundation, meeting some of the people who are absolutely marvelous and how they helped me through my journey because I was going to some of the support meetings before I had my transplant and people were just so positive, encouraging, but to be an advocate uh, for the mission to help educate people in the Western New York community. I'm from Western New York. I was born and raised here. I've done my education here. So to me, I'm very pro-community in the Western New York. So how do we help people in the community um, understand uh, what we do as a foundation, how we help support, and then how they can possibly help support us? Um, as we move forward. So I think those are 
critical pieces, um, making people aware, getting people educated, and um, being a, a resource for more information as they need it. Well, Linda, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Have a great day. The Kidney Foundation of Western New York is dedicated to increasing awareness and improving the lives of those with kidney disease. You can find out more by visiting our website at kfwny.org or at facebook.com slash kfwny and on Twitter and Instagram at kidneyfoundwny. We're looking for stories of healing, transplantation, donation, and more here in Western New York. If you have a kidney story to share, email jmorlock at kfwny.org.